Welcome to the Powered by Mind podcast. I am your host, Jojo, and this is the podcast where we'll be discussing life topics, breaking them down, and sharing the experience of others. The aim is to fast forward the lessons you may come across in life to help you grow into the best version of yourself with a mind beyond boundaries. So, if you're ready, let's go. Today, I'm going to be talking about adversities, otherwise known as adverse shitties. Or are they? I've had many of them in my life, more than some, may I say, and yet, at the same time, way less than others. I personally wouldn't change a single one I've had, though, you know, because they've made me exactly who I am today. And in the same way, the ones that you have had have made you, well, you. Today, I'm going to be talking about why adversities are good. Yes, you heard me right. How adversities are good and why we need them. So let's dive in. What is an adversity exactly? Like, what does it actually mean? Basically, it's a difficult or unpleasant situation. You know, something that we really don't want. You can experience them in so many different areas of your life. It could be like a physical, an emotional social, spiritual, financial, or maybe even a mental adversity. And they can be really big and drastically change your life. You know, like the loss of a loved one. Or they can be small, like stubbing your toe. The number one thing to know about adversities is that no one gets a free pass from them. No one goes through life without experiencing some form of undesirable thing that you don't want to happen. And no one gets an exemption from life's hurts and tough times. It's part of life. And to be quite frank, sometimes they can be, well, good for us. No one I know finds joy in tough times, but there is something good that can come from them. Like a tomato plant that grows from a pile of manure. No one wants that pile of crap to start with, but you know, good things can grow from it. We can learn from these times. What if we could change the way we look at adversities and see them as an opportunity to grow and form grit? Have you ever gone through a tough time or experienced a difficult situation that tested your resilience? If you have, then you know you've made it through the other side. The experience has taught you that you have what it takes to overcome tough situations, even when they seem impossible. That knowledge shows you that you can handle it. And this has been my mantra, which has kept me going through the darkest times I've had. No matter what, I have got this. And if you're one of the people like myself who have ever hit rock bottom, and unfortunately, this can happen more than once in your lifetime, I would love you to adopt this as your mantra too. I've got this. I've got this. I can handle it. And I'm telling you that you can. For me, this came about before I had read any self-help books or gone on my personal development journey. It came about one morning when I was laying on the kitchen floor I was a sobbing mess, the kind of crying where your nose is running, your eyes are puffy and you can't catch your breath from all the sobbing. Yeah, that kind of crying. I had reached the point in the relationship I was in where it had hit rock bottom. I knew that I needed to leave, not just for my own sake, but for my kids as well. But I was scared and a mess with no family in the country that I was located in, and I was far away from town. I had nowhere to go, no money, 
a no phone because it had been smashed up against the wall. I had nowhere to go. And all on top of that, I felt shame and I felt embarrassment that it had all fallen apart. And I didn't want to go telling anybody that knew me or us that that what had happened. So I was just curled up in a ball on the floor and I could hear myself saying, I can't do this anymore. I was crying. I can't handle it. I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't handle it. And I just, I can remember feeling like I just wanted to give up. But it was really strange because out of nowhere, a small voice popped into my head and said, you need to go, Joe. You need to go, not just for you, but for the kids. And you can do this. Stop saying you can't handle it. And in amongst all the sobbing, I knew in my heart I couldn't allow myself not to handle it. And even though my world felt like it was crashing down all around me, the minute I said, I've got this, I found the strength to actually get up. I packed a bag of clothes. I took the car and I left. I handled it. And it wasn't like I handled it and it was fine. Everything was great after then. It was just every time I went to break down from that moment or caught myself saying, I can't do this. I just stopped myself and changed it to I've got this. I can do it. And the more I did that, the more I believed because each time I did handle it and I grew and I formed grit. And where I am now is absolutely amazing. It's incredible. But because I was brave and because I changed my story and what I was telling myself, I was able to actually take the action I needed to make the change, to get out of where I was. So once we've allowed ourselves time to feel our feelings, we need to be compassionate with ourselves. But you've got to stop holding on to the poor me. This has happened to me. It's not my fault that this has happened. I didn't ask for this. Why was I dealt this card? You've got to understand that nobody else is responsible for your situation Whatever has happened, but you. You may not have asked for the cards that you've been dealt with by life, but you have them. And now it's your responsibility to play the hand you have. My ex's choices led me to leaving, even though I had tried to prevent it. Although I didn't want the cards I was being dealt, I took responsibility for the situation and I made the decision to go. It wasn't anybody else's responsibility to make it better for me. Though it would be lovely if somebody did, but it wasn't. It was mine. And we can't always control what happens to us, but you can control how you choose to feel about it. Even if you don't feel at the time, you can. It really is your choice and you can choose how you respond to the situation you're in and how you want to measure that experience as well. So I did a podcast previously on gratitude where I talked about focusing on the good opposed to the bad. And it doesn't mean that the bad situation is going to go away by doing that, but it can help to choose the good feelings. So, for example, let's consider two sisters who are twins. They grow up with a mother who has a major drug addiction. One sister grew up and ended up with a major drug addiction, blaming her upbringing as the cause. 
She felt that she had no control over her situation and that her mother's addiction was the reason for her own. However, the other sister grew up in the same environment and chose to take control of her life. She decided to be super fit and healthy and worked hard to achieve this goal. She saw her mother's addiction as a warning sign and made a conscious effort not to follow in her footsteps. Both grew up in the same environment, but because of the way they chose to see the situation, their attitudes and choices were different, which resulted in different outcomes. Even though life can be challenging and we may face difficult circumstances, we actually get to choose how we react and respond to those situations. By taking control of our lives and making positive choices, we can create our own outcomes and thrive even through adversities. So it just goes to show you're responsible for your happiness. No one else you get to choose. Now, there are a couple of things here that I just want to be very clear on. I am not saying it's easy. Sorry, but I'm not saying it's easy. You may have to work at it. And work is not play, it's work, which means it's not easy. But you do have the choice. And the other thing that I'm 100% not saying is it's not okay to feel pain and sorrow. So it is okay to feel pain and sorrow. Because if you don't, that, my friend, is unrealistic. And we are supposed to let ourselves feel. It's okay to cry if we need to feel the pain. I cry all the time. I now allow myself to cry because I used to suck it in or beat myself up about that, but I don't do it anymore. It's okay to feel your pain and your sorrow. If you don't, it will actually come out in other ways in your body and you have to be honest with yourself. Because if you hold on and you suppress your feelings, you can actually make yourself physically sick. So it's about how long you stay in that sorrow and not getting stuck. And Peter Crone, um, I love how he describes it. He says, it's not about going there with your feelings. That's fine. It's just don't hang out there. So it's all about not getting stuck in your feelings. And I love that. It's so true. So when bad experiences come up, how about you ask the universe, okay, what am I supposed to learn from this? Right. Universe what are you going to tell me? What is it that I need to find out from this situation? Is it a chance to make something better? But you can't just sit there and wait for everything to be okay. You know, the next step is you have to take action. And action is the key to overcoming adversities. Actually, action is pretty much the key to a lot of things, but it's definitely the key to overcoming adversities. You have to take action to move forward and make conscious choices about how you're going to respond. Talk back to yourself. Challenge yourself. Challenge yourself not to respond in a negative way. Let's think back to a time that you thought it was the end of the world, but you got through it and you've done it before, so you're going to do it again. Our hard times are where we've been. So think about your rear view mirror, okay? They're where you've been. They don't get to choose where you're going. And if you're looking backwards, hey, you're going to crash. So the rear view mirror is just to look in briefly. It's just, and that's kind of why it's so small. So we need to be looking forward. We need to be looking in the front windscreen here. Feeling sorry for ourselves only makes it worse. We actually need adversities and pain 
it can stop us from making the same mistakes over and over again. And sometimes they can just be what we need to get out of a bad situation, or in my case, an unhealthy relationship, which ultimately you can improve your life. And sometimes a so-called setback can be what leads you to the most incredible things. And I'm going to quote Napoleon Hill here, opportunities often come disguised in the form of misfortune or temporary defeat. So adversities can be a good thing, even though it doesn't seem like it at the time. Often it's the hardest times that can bring about the best. For example, I know someone who left a career because they were being bullied. They were having a really tough time. It wasn't a nice time for them. They tried to stay in their job. They actually really loved their job role, but it wasn't comfortable for them. So they left. And not long after they left that job role, the most amazing job opportunity opened up to them that they would never have had if they hadn't have been forced to leave. So the pain we experience can drive us or it can push us to do things that we might not necessarily or usually do to get through the tough times, helping us build resilience, grit and strength. These experiences build our ability to overcome those challenges. Life can be smooth sailing at times and you can cruise along, you know, everything's going pretty tickety-boo. But other times... I don't know if you find this, but sometimes it just feels like we're bombarded with hardships. They just keep coming. And adversities, commonly subject to come in threes, or so they say, and I bet you've said this before as well, or at least heard somebody say it. Oh, that's two things. Bad things come in threes. When's the next one going to happen? But in reality, it may seem like that, but bad things happen all the time. Good things happen, but bad things happen too. And it's only a result of the following, okay? So confirmation bias, the way we interpret things to suit our beliefs. And it can be apophenia, which is the tendency to notice meaningful connections between totally unrelated things. And our own cultural biases, which are like deep-seated beliefs that we have. We just have a tendency to group them in threes. And um, (laughs) that's actually really ironic because I've just realized I just gave you three reasons why bad things don't always happen in threes. Anyway, the thing is, you never know when something bad is going to happen to you and you can't actually prepare for the event before it does. But what you can prepare for is how you behave and how you deal with it when something bad does actually come up. So some people have what is considered to be more hard times than others. Though interpretation plays a really big part in how one person experiences something and it can be very different to how somebody else experiences that same thing. This is because we're all wired differently. Our nervous systems also react uniquely to us from, you know, the way we're wired to begin with, you know, the genetic factors and the things we've been exposed to as well in our environment and how we've actually identified with that exposure. So the story that we're actually attaching to whatever it is that we're experiencing as a result, how one person may react to a scenario might be completely different to how someone else or another person reacts to it. I'm going to give you now my smashed 
egg example, okay? We have two people. They have different upbringings. One was constantly criticized for dropping or breaking things, while the other was told, it's just an accident. And the person who was criticized may have developed a belief that they're useless or experience fear or abandonment when they're being yelled at. Fast forward to when both adults are having a bad day, they're running late for work, um, maybe they've got an important meeting and the uniforms haven't dried and the tumble dryer has stopped working and the kids are fighting, the toast got burnt and while trying to get breakfast ready, they drop a raw egg on the floor. Now, adult one who was criticised as a child has a meltdown, feeling useless and overwhelmed and adult two who drops the egg just keeps going on with the chaos all around them. It doesn't bother them at all. Now, this is just an example, but you get the drift. It's the same scenario, but two different outlooks. Because the way people have attached their thoughts to the situation, and when someone else is experiencing a hard time, you may look at them and wonder, what the heck are they going on about? It doesn't appear that way to you. It doesn't look like they're having a bad time. You know, it really doesn't look that bad. But you know what? You really should be kind. Because the things that we have experienced... And how we talk to ourselves plays a huge part in what we consider to be an adversity and how we react. So especially if there are little people or teenagers in your life and they're learning all the time how to overcome obstacles while their brain is still developing. It's so pliable to the positive and the negative effects of the environment. We can teach children about adversities and how to be resilient by being a role model. And children will rarely do what you tell them to do. Don't know if you've noticed that, but they will never fail to become you or do what you're doing. So you can equip them with the right tools, teaching them a growth mindset that stresses the importance of hard work and dedication. Teach mindfulness or deep breathing to help them control their emotions and stay calm when faced with problems. And you can play problem-solving games. And this is great. You know, you can get them to ask a trusted adult for help if they need it. And when children have these tools, they can become more resilient and more confident in the face of life's challenges. Do not, I repeat, do not reinforce giving up. Oh, this is where kids build resilience. They build resilience in the face of adversity. And it's how they develop cognitively and emotionally. And it will set them up for success. But if you give in to a child's needs to feel good all the time, do you know what you're doing? You're pretty much setting them up to have no friends when they're an adult. So think about it like that. Next time your kid asks for something or something happens and you need to say no or they want to give up, see if you can encourage them to keep going. The best thing you can do is be there for them when it seems like failure is going to overwhelm them. Let them know that they can talk to you about their struggles so you can help them get through it. And this is great because we want them to be open and talk to us. Isolation and not saying anything is the absolute enemy of adversity. Sometimes when we experience difficult situations, and it's not just children, it's us as adults too or teenagers, we may feel embarrassed. And occasionally, embarrassment can turn to guilt. 
And then the guilt turns to shame and then the shame leads or can often lead to isolation. And this is the absolute worst thing that can happen. Isolation can prevent you from getting the help you need. However, getting help is not a sign of weakness. It can be life-saving. Whether you feel embarrassed, ashamed, stigmatized or for any other reason, you may be inclined to turn inwards and that's when it can be worse. Reaching out for help is often the best thing you can do. Talk to someone you can trust. Get it out of your head and you might even be surprised and find that they have been through something similar. You know, they say a problem shared is a problem halved. Well, you know what? I don't really believe that it's halved, but it can definitely make you feel better and getting it out of your head stops your head feeling like a washing machine spinning around and maybe even making the problem bigger than it is. Because you know what? Your head is not a good storage bucket for things like that. Remember, never be alone in a problem. So let's recap over all of this. When we experience tough times, it can be difficult, it can be unpleasant, but it can also be an opportunity to learn and grow, helping us become stronger and giving us the ability to overcome future challenges. Everyone sees adversities in their absolute own way and what is tough for you may not be tough for me. So please be compassionate. Sometimes our subconscious mind can actually connect a current situation to a past one. So stop take a deep breath and ask yourself, hey, how does this situation really affect me? Is it as bad as it seems? Is it? Making positive choices and taking control of our lives can help us create our desired outcomes and thrive even when things are hard. Remember, never be alone in a problem and you don't have to deal with your problems by yourself. It can seem twice as bad when we keep thinking about it and making the trouble seem bigger than they really are. Be kind to yourself. Allow yourself time to feel your feelings. But just, hey, don't hang out there. And remember, no one goes through life without experiencing adversities. But everyone has the potential to increase their happiness and resilience to stress. You can't see it now. But this thing, you know, whatever is happening may just be the leverage you need to improve your life in some way. There may be something else opening up to you but you can't see it right now. You just need to take action. Don't just sit there and drift around waiting for something to happen, you know. You've got this. No matter how bad it feels right now, it will not feel this way forever. Hang in there and have faith because the tough times will be the moment that defines you and out of the flames will arise a new you. So that's it for today, guys. It's been so great talking to you. I really hope you've got something that you can take away from this. And if you did, please share it with someone that you feel can benefit from it as well. And I hope you have an amazing day.